As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live small group cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. All right, so Mike, you know what the tech community loves more than a big company demo day? Besides funding announcements? I mean, I'm not sure if there's anything that gets the community going much like WWDC or IO. Well, I'd say there is one thing, and that's a good leaked memo. Yes, well, I guess it's true. I mean, we, we do love writing a long, opinionated, sometimes anonymous memo, and especially love it when that memo gets leaked and the media, like us, gets a peek behind the scenes. Yeah, that's right. And so today we're going to actually cover both. We've got the leaked Google AI memo plus the Google I.O. event, better known as their AI coming out party, plus... Have you seen that Wendy's AI drive-through 
demo yet? Mm, I have not actually seen that yet. Yeah, it's it's wild. Things are definitely going to get weird. But soon you will be talking to an AI bot to take your Wendy's drive through order. And I am sure McDonald's and the like are not far behind. All right. Well, let's get into it. Welcome to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective. We are your hosts, Michael Saka. And I'm Mike Belsito. First, let's give a quick thanks to the sponsors who help make this show happen. So we'll start with the juicy stuff. We all love a good leaked memo, and the latest one did not disappoint. Titled, We Have No Moat. The anonymous Google memo details the astonishing progress being made in artificial intelligence and challenges some long-held assumptions about the balance of power in this fast-moving industry. The foundations of AI have been in development for decades, but it really burst into the public consciousness with the launch of the late 2022 of ChatGPT, a chatbot powered by a large language model, or LLM, made by OpenAI a startup closely linked to Microsoft now. Right, its success prompted Google and other tech firms to release their own LLM-powered chatbots. Such systems can generate text and hold realistic conversations because they have been trained using trillions of words taken from the internet. Training a large LLM takes months and costs tens of millions of dollars today. This led to concerns that AI would be dominated by a few deep-pocketed firms. But that assumption is wrong, says the Google memo. It notes that researchers in the open source community using free online resources are now achieving results comparable to the biggest proprietary models. Turns out that LLMs can be fine-tuned using a technique called low-rank adaptation, or LoRa. This allows an existing LLM to be optimized for a particular task far more quickly and cheaply than training an LLM from scratch. Here's a clip from the VUX World YouTube channel discussing the memo. A document leaked by a Google researcher suggests that Google do not have a defensible position when it comes to artificial intelligence and large language models, and neither do OpenAI. Over the long term, the open source community is making so much progress building on top of all of these foundation large language models that Google's position as far as being an artificial intelligence leader is definitely under threat according to this document. Activity in open source AI exploded in March when Llama, a model created by Meta, Facebook's parent, was leaked online. Although it is smaller than the largest language learning models out there, its smallest version has 7 billion parameters compared to the 540 billion for Google's Palm. It was quickly fine-tuned to produce results comparable to the original version of ChatGPT on certain tasks. As open source researchers built on top of each other's work using Llama as the backbone, a tremendous outpouring of innovation followed. And that's direct from the memo's author. But this could have seismic implications for the industry's future. The barrier to entry for training and experimentation has dropped from the total output of a major research organization to just one person, an evening, and a beefy laptop. That's what the Google memo claims. An LLM can now be fine-tuned for $100 in a few hours. With its fast-moving, collaborative, and low-cost model, quote, open source has some significant advantages that we cannot replicate. Hence the memo's title. This may mean Google has no defensive moat against open source competitors, nor for that matter does OpenAI, which we'll talk about. 
But there's something really important there, $100 to train a model. This alone is a seismic shift from where we are just a couple weeks ago, it seemed. The cost was supposed to be the moat for these companies, but now we're seeing training happening on personal laptops and even cell phones. The memo goes on to read, while our models still hold a slight edge in terms of quality, the gap is closing astonishingly quickly. Open source models are faster, more customizable, more private, and pound for pound more capable. They're doing things with $100 and 13 billion parameters that we struggle with at $10 million and 540 billion parameters. And they're doing so in weeks, not months. This has profound implications for us. This is exactly how big companies get disrupted at times. But we have open source alternatives to just about every piece of software we use today. Yeah, in fact, open source software is used in, dare I say, just about every web-based project, every app. Mm -hmm. I mean, pretty much every website we interact with every single day, nearly every piece of software created. And yet, it's not stopped behemoths like Adobe, Google, Microsoft from building up huge businesses while leveraging the work from the open source community. And contributing back to it themselves, right? Just as a quick example, as there are probably hundreds of projects we could name, but frameworks like Chromium, Android, and Go were all developed by Google, then released to the open source community. So there's definitely a symbiotic relationship here. So they really shouldn't be that scared of open source is what you're saying? I honestly don't think so. I mean, they've proven time and time again that they have the ability to leverage the open source community while still building products that people are willing to pay money for. But that's not to say that there's not an interesting conversation to be had. Let's take a quick break and we'll return to discuss what Google should do next, according to that very same memo. This episode is brought to you by Yahoo Finance. Wouldn't it be great if you could see all of your investment and retirement accounts in one place? With Yahoo Finance, you can consolidate your views with multiple accounts into one hub and access the expert analysis you need to tend to your entire portfolio with confidence. Honestly, this has been a lifesaver for me. I've used Yahoo Finance to consolidate all of my various 401k and investment accounts so I can see everything all in one place. And that makes it incredibly easy to manage. So if you're struggling with that, check out Yahoo Finance. For over 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart a great investor. And that's how Yahoo Finance ensures that you have the insights to look at your wealth in its entirety. So go to yahoofinance.com that's yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. When Rain Wilson realized he had a special gift for talking people to sleep, he had two choices. Construct a massive speaker that would blast his voice to every person in the country or invent a talking pillow. AT&T Business eventually talked him into the pillow thing. And backed by a reliable network, the only network with built-in security controls, Sleep With Rain was a hit. Take your ideas to the moon and beyond at business.att.com. That's business.att.com. Okay, before the break, we were discussing the leaked Google memo, We Have No Moat. And in it, as all great memos do, it lays out a plan for what the company should do next. 
Now, this is just one anonymous executive's opinion. That's right, and I do believe that the memo's authenticity has been confirmed. Yes, it's been verified, but the company stated it's just one senior leader's position. It's not the official company position. Yeah, they always have to say that. But anyway, the, the memo describes the opportunity for entrepreneurs with the open source community to begin training these large language models against niche data sets to build solutions to very specific problems. This is a whole new gold rush pretty much, right? Yeah, exactly. And we were impressed when like Instagram was acquired and there was what 13 employees, but honestly they're saying the next billion dollar company could be built with like a single individual and a laptop. It's kind of wild. Yeah, and part of the irony is that the major tech companies have made the ecosystem so good between browsers, phones, mobile operating systems, cloud computing, you could run one of these large language models on a Pixel phone, for instance. So now, if you have a specialized data set, you don't need a Google budget in order to build a completely new way to interact with that data set using artificial intelligence. And so many, many companies will be born or have the ability to grow exponentially because of the ease of use and the open source community pushing these smaller LLMs forward. So where we thought the owners of these large language models would have all the advantage in the market, think OpenAI and Google Bard, that might not actually be the case now that they're readily available to developers. So you're saying that the owner of the end user experience is actually going to be the winner in this new ecosystem? It looks like that could be the case, right? I mean, the people are able to leverage AI in a unique and specific way, train the models to be the best at solving their specific problems, and then packaging that all up in a way that captures customers' attention. Those are gonna be the people that win. So basically, things change, things kind of stay the same. <laughs> well, you know, marketing, UX, design, all of that still matters. Yeah, so back to the memo and what Google should do next. In regard to these LLMs and OpenAI, the author writes, and in the end, OpenAI doesn't matter. They are making the same mistakes we are in their posture relative to open source, and their ability to maintain an edge is necessarily in question. Open source alternatives can and will eventually eclipse them unless they change their stance. In this respect, at least, we can make the first move. Here's a clip from Kip Bodner, HubSpot's CMO, and Kieran Flanagan, Zapier's CMO, on their Marketing Against the Grain podcast discussing this very topic. Open source has a lot of power and is this kind of ubiquitous competitor to all these large technology players. And what all of us watching this should, should take away is, wow, that this, the more open source wins, the more power and control we have for our own businesses, right? Right. And that's, I think, ultimately a good thing. It's a good thing if you have unique data, if you build expertise in this technology, you can really like move ahead and use that in a really interesting way. If you are waiting for one company to kind of own this market, this is our signal that that's not going to happen. Right. There are going to be a lot of diverse players in this market, some big ones, some small ones. And you're going to be running lots of different AI models to execute the work you want to do within your business. Like, I think that we know for certain. We don't know how many you're going to make yourself versus, you know, pay for from other people or what have you. But it's not going to be one large language model rules all of the business that you want to get done. No. Right. I think it's also going to be a great case study of distribution it being first yes wins because open ai were first they built up a user base of 100 plus million their stuff gets commoditized really fast you know it's actually quite ironic that meta 
because of this leak actually seems to be the clear winner in all of this. Since the leaked model was theirs, they've essentially received a massive amount of free labor from the entire open source community. I mean, most of the open source innovation is happening on their architecture, so they can easily incorporate it directly back into their products. Yeah, definitely a clever move on their part. Owning the ecosystem gives them a huge advantage. Google's already been successful with this approach too, like with Chrome and Android. By controlling the platform where innovation takes place, they establish themselves as leaders and get to shape the direction of ideas that go beyond themselves. Absolutely, and here's the interesting part. The more we try to control our models, the more attractive we make open alternatives. Both Google and OpenAI have been cautious in releasing their models, wanting to maintain tight control over how they're used. But let's face it, that control, it's, it's a bit of an illusion in the end. Anyone with unsanctioned purposes can easily get their hands on one of these freely available models. Yeah, you got a point there. Maybe it's time for Google to take a different approach and become the leader in the open source community, you know, instead of ignoring the broader conversation, they could actively cooperate and engage with others. Might mean taking some uncomfortable steps like publishing the model weights for smaller variations of their models. Exactly. It's a compromise they'll have to make. We, we can't expect to both drive innovation and have complete control over it. By embracing the openness and collaborating more, Google could foster a greater sense of cooperation push the boundaries of what's possible and what we can achieve with these new language models. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it's about time that Google joins the open source community and actively participates in these important discussions, right? I mean, these steps would demonstrate their commitment to innovation while also acknowledging the need for a broader conversation around the use of language models. Okay, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with some highlights from the Google I.O. event, AKA their AI coming out party. All right, the time has come. Just a few weeks ago, we were criticizing Google for falling behind the AI arms race. They heard us, <laughs> and in response. It's great to see so many of you here at Showline, so many developers, and a huge thanks to the millions joining from around the world, from Bangladesh to Brazil to our new Bayview campus right next door. So great to have you as always. As you may have heard, AI is having a very busy year. So we've got lots to talk about. Let's get started. They announced a ton of advancements. Where do we start? They're introducing AI snapshots that will provide contextual answers at the top of the search results. That's probably the biggest and most public one that we'll see. Yeah, that definitely sounds intriguing. So if you opt into the search generative experience, SGE, um, that particular feature, you'll see these AI-powered answers, right? Yeah, exactly. They appear right at the top of your search results, offering more context to your queries. And the engine behind these snapshots is Google's updated large language model they're calling Palm 2, which they also announced at I.O. Palm 2. All right. Well, that must be Google's secret sauce. But <laughs> from what I understand, it's already powering 25 Google services, including their popular Bard chatbot. And they've made Bard available to everyone now there's there's no wait list to join it that's right they're really stepping up here bard even supports japanese korean languages i think there's over a hundred in total and they've made it easier to export generated text to google docs and gmail yeah and they've added dark mode and visual search features and there's more to come they're planning ai image generation with adobe's firefly you'll be able to generate completely new images from your imagination 
right in Bard. Now, let's say I'm planning a birthday party for my seven-year-old who loves unicorns. I want a fun image to send out with the invitations. Make an image of a unicorn and a cake at a kid's party. Okay, now Bard is working with Firefly to bring what I imagined to life. And there it is, a unicorn at a birthday party. So AI is not only making its way into Google search, but also Android. They've introduced a feature called the Magic Compose in the messaging app, where it actually suggests responses to your text for you. It's like kind of like having a clever assistant right in your messaging app. In 2017, we launched Smart Reply. Short responses you could select with just one click. Next came Smart Compose which offered writing suggestions as you type. Smart Compose led to more advanced writing features powered by AI. They've been used in workspace over 180 billion times in the past year alone. And now with a much more powerful generative model, we are taking the next step in Gmail with Help Me Write. Let's say you got this email that your flight was canceled. The airline has sent a voucher but what you really want is a full refund. You could reply and use Help Me Write. Just type in the prompt of what you want, an email to ask for a full refund, hit create, and a full draft appears. As you can see, it conveniently pulled in flight details from the previous email. And it looks pretty close to what you want to send. Maybe you want to refine it further. In this case, a more elaborate email might increase the chances of getting the refund. <laughs> and there you go. I think it's ready to send. Help Me Write will start rolling out as part of our workspace updates. And just like with Smart Compose, you will see it get better over time. Most of Google's demonstrations of BARD focus on how it will integrate with other tools, such as Google Search, Users will see a massive BARD AI panel added to the top of search results. Now, this panel will include a natural language response to your queries, plus any other relevant information, such as websites you may want to visit, products you may want to buy, and sources for the information was gathered. And in one notable example, Google showed how BARD will work with maps. So let's say you ask BARD for good colleges in your area of interest. It will spit out some results and you can ask to see it highlighted in Google Maps. And, you know, I, I imagine this feature would be interesting for, you know, tourists. Maybe they're looking for a cafe, a place to eat, very specific food type. Maps has given me a couple of options close to where I am. I like the one on the waterfront, so let's go with that. Looks scenic. And I want to get a feel for it first. Click on Immersive View for Routes and it's an entirely new way to look at my journey. I can zoom in to get an incredible bird's eye view of the ride, and, and as we turn, we get onto a great bike path. Now what the crowd saw was an incredible flyover view of the walking directions. It almost makes you wanna buy a pixel. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a big step, but... Um... <laughs> Google uh, also noted that Palm 2 is available in several large and small models, some intended for on-device operation, others meant for servers. The company will also offer Vertex AI, which is a set of pre-trained models for developers and even corporations. Yeah, there are currently three Vertex AI models, an image generator called Imogen, a coding assistant called Cody, 
and a speech model called Chirp. Developers can fine-tune these models for their purposes, and for intensive or niche applications, Vertex AI models can be trained on domain-specific data, which is incredibly exciting. Corporations can take the Imogen model and customize it for their advertising team, for example, or they can deploy Cody for the IT department. Finally, Google will offer A3 virtual machines for corporations that need to run personalized or custom AI processes at scale. I mean, things are gonna get weird. But I'm glad that humans are back in charge a little bit of the AI race. It's always healthy when these big corporations have a good dose of fear and respect for the greater open source community to keep him uh, a bit more honest. Yeah, hey, I'm here for it too. That's for sure. And that's going to wrap things up for today. So uh, thank you so much for listening. For Michael Saka, I'm Mike Belsito, and this is Rocketship.fm. Thank you so much for listening to Rocketship.fm. It is your support that keeps the show going. If you can, take a second and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps out the show so much. We're also part of the Podglomerate Network. And if you'd like to listen to more great shows from the Podglomerate, go to thepodglomerate.com to see the full show listings. Rocketship.fm is produced in partnership with Product Collective, a community for product people. Go to productcollective.com and get access to our weekly newsletter, live video interviews, Slack community, product job board, and a whole lot more. Again, just go to productcollective.com.